die, traitor scum. Ooh, successionists are going to lead the way. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. We have a special episode for you today. I am joined with my co-host Scott. Howdy. And we are going to be talking about that sweet, sweet Beta War. And this isn't your grandpa's Beta War. This is Beta War 2.0. Uh, we are going to be kicking in, or I should say bringing in Beta into 10th edition using the current range of Space Marine uh, units of out of that sweet new codex but before we get into that i guess we can chat a little bit about uh hobby progress what have we been up to the last week here um i, I can go first i've been uh busting out quite a bit of marines in prep for this uh beta war uh, i've been yeah. working on a shit ton of stuff i am actually currently working on a custom thulsa cane model uh, if you've been following the socials you will see pictures of that uh there's going to be some uh pretty sweet attention to detail i think from some of the guys jumping in on this uh you'll see a lot of uh a lot of customized characters to really bring that flavor to life uh it's been very nice i've been busting out uh gladiators i've been trying to build like a shit ton of uh, inceptors and infiltrators and of course my big terminator bricks it's it's been nice to blow the dust off all this stuff that I've been kind of sitting on for the last, oh, fuck, I don't know, like three or four years. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's nice to bring the executioners finally into the front center. Um, the Jukari, they're, they're not thrown in the garbage as much as Arthur may think they are or want them to be. Uh, they're just on the, on, the, on the back burner. They're actually right here. If you see this right here. Uh, they're just they're getting painted, you know. Uh, I want to bring them up to that next level. They are tabletop. Or AKA battle ready, but I want to make them uh, real showpiece ready so I can rival uh, Arthur with that best painted crown. So, well, and anybody who knows Bill Bonko knows that he can only stay away from power armor for so long. It's true. Uh, before he has to go get that hit, you know, hit it's, the stim back there. So, it's true. It's true. Uh, 10 years of heresy has done nothing for my power armor uh, addiction in a positive way. Yep. So, I'm, I'm jumping back in uh, Imperium of Man all the way. Um, but, yep. <laughs> um, Scott, what have you been uh, working on this last week here? Well, uns unsurprisingly, uh, I am also working on some space Marines, which, uh, as Bill says, we'll be talking about a lot this particular episode because we have something really cool coming your way with bad app 2.0. Um, so yeah, no, I've, uh, I've been trying to catch up a little bit on the backlog I've had on some Marine kits that kind of, you know, uh, maybe got sprayed or, or never even got out of the box. Um, we're working on a captain this this uh, last week or two. You know what? Ooh. Frankly, I actually think this generic captain, uh, Primaris captain, might be my best paint job ever. And he's not done yet. Um, but I know you can't actually see him that well with my quality of camera. But man, I am very happy with this model as it's coming along. And I'm sure he'll reward me by probably dying first thing as soon as I start playing with him. You guys know how it goes. Um, <laughs> But I got a few other kits uh, that I'm working on and, and a few others that are kind of older kits that I was have had done up for a long time. Um, 
but that you know again with uh with something big on the horizon here i kind of want to freshen them up give them a new coat of paint touch them up here and there maybe improve upon uh what was there before so that's what i've been working on uh it's, i think it's been two characters this week and uh, uh some gravis armor last week and who knows what next week will bring me so very nice very nice. It's so wholesome to hear about all the power armor going on right now. I'm sure. I'm uh, I'm sure there are many listeners out there who are getting the warm fuzzies, just feeling happy, knowing that there's more Space Marine Bros jumping in. Uh, but I guess we should tell them about what the exciting stuff is. Uh, Absolutely. So to explain. Uh, which I'm sure Scott will be able to do much better than I. I'll just give a quick yep. brief thing. Uh, in the new year, we're going to be jumping into a uh, Betab 2.0 um, campaign slash crusade. It is going to be held locally. We're trying to gather as many chapters to this magnificent cause as we can uh, while remaining true to the roots of the actual lore and the story. Um, I guess... You know what? I'll let you kind of explain a bit, Scott, of to what <laughs> what you were doing uh, with it, because yeah. I, I don't want to butcher yeah. it. It's it's beautiful. No, no, so. that's fine. Absolutely. So, so I mean, the background, of course, is, is you know, Beta's always been something close to both Bill and my heart. Uh, Bill, of course, has these executioners. He's been working on those for years. Uh, and people who know me know that I have a, a Minotaur's army, which uh, I started way back in uh, right around fifth edition, right when kind of the Forge World. Um, Bad Up War books came out, uh, the, the two, two piece set that they had, um, which we'll be referencing a lot for this upcoming campaign. And so Bill and I have always kind of mused a little bit about running a, a Bad Up campaign, campaign again. And, you know, we've never really gotten around to it. I don't even think, unfortunately, we've talked a lot about even just getting our armies on the table. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to do that. Um, so it was something we talked about this last year, uh, and then, you know, we knew 10th edition coming out, and of course that means new edition, new Space Marine book. And so we thought, hey, let's, as soon as the book was coming out, like, let's finally do this. Let's let's make this happen. Um, there is some kind of, <laughs> some hitches and, and uh, speed bumps to get through there, which has kind of occupied my time for the last month or so. And that has been that, of course, the... To do so, you know, we wanted to reference some some crusade rules, a, a good uh, narrative system to kind of run this sort of thing. But for 10th edition, that really hasn't been updated. I mean, GW does have a, a one-page document on their website right now, which basically tells you to play 9th edition crusade rules and, quote-unquote, change them where necessary, which anybody who's played crusade or understands the depth of the narrative system knows is a, is a big job. Um, so that kind of delayed our start a little bit because, you know, I've been going through all this stuff and, and trying to basically piece together a, a crusade system that works within the confines of the 10th edition rules. Um, somewhat made easier by the fact that, of course, the, the beta, uh, narrative is basically exclusively space Marines. Uh, although our campaign won't be, we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, but it, over the last month or so, it's had kind of all come together. Uh, and finally, I think we're working right now just on on kind of touching off the campaign pack that we will be getting out to you guys fairly soon here uh, for you guys to all start salivating over, hopefully. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to run a, what will functionally be a 12-week campaign, three months, 
Uh, it'll only have five rounds in it, two weeks per round, and then we're going to have also a, a RTT, a one-day, three-game event right at the end that'll uh, be following the original uh, Bad Up War narrative. Uh, we'll be providing you guys with a whole bunch of the lore from that, uh, as well with for the campaign rules and such. We also have gone through and meticulously redone all of the original characters, the special characters from the Bad Up War books, for all the chapters that participated, uh, and kind of refreshed them and given them new 10th edition 40k data sheets. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing some signups for everybody coming up uh, fairly soon. Uh, get people involved. We're hoping to get 20 or 30 guys together for this. And yeah, we'll, like Bill said, we'll be we'll be running a campaign. Um, as he mentioned, we uh, we have also kind of updated this, not just the rules for 10th, but of course, a lot has changed uh, for Space Marines since, you know, 5th and 6th edition when Vada first kind of became a big narrative. Uh, we've had to kind of make some decisions there on what goes in, what comes out. Um, and I think that you guys will be relatively happy with the way we've done things. We have wanted to incorporate all the new Space Marine stuff. This is not a firstborn Space Marines campaign, uh, not because we don't love them, but simply because there is already a game full of that if you want it. And it's called Horus Heresy, uh, which Bill will be happy to direct you guys towards any time. Um, so this will be a, this is a, a true blue, brand new 40k campaign uh, set along the Bad Up War narrative, focused on Space Marines, but focused on, on new Space Marines. Um, and I'm sure anybody who's interested already has a million rules questions. Don't worry, it's all covered in the pack. Uh, we'll touch on a few things tonight, but we're not going to get too deep into it because otherwise we'll be here for hours, yeah. uh, which is the thing we want to do, but with you guys in person. So that'll be coming out. Uh, like Bill said, we'll be uh, kicking that off in the early in the new year, I think. And uh, hopefully with uh, the packs coming out, you guys can check those out and you guys can start engaging with us on social media there with all of your wants, desires, needs, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And not to... Uh not to you know kind of beat a dead horse but uh, i i really want to emphasize the work that scott's put in I, I know i've been telling him like oh dude you such a good job but honestly like the work he's done to make the characters true to their roots make them feel like they're actually functional in 10th edition uh not broken and not shit it's like a fine balance uh i i've been going through all the characters and i'm blown away like i think they're all right where they need to be. I've been busting out my Imperial Armor books and kind of flipping through what they used to be like. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Jump over to the document, look through. I'm like, oh dude, this is awesome. Like he's done a super good job. So I'm I'm stoked. I'm working on a custom, like I said, Thulsa Kane. Uh, really trying to really trying to emulate him from the book and the lore uh, to be this badass motherfucker that's gonna be rolling out and uh, taking names. You know, like any uh, any uh, executioner should be. Bill, uh, Bill, Bill really wants you guys all to know who to blame if you don't like the rules. Um, yeah. yeah, which which is fair. It's fair. It's it it's me. I am the problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will uh, to cover like some things that I know is going to be on a few people's minds. So, uh, like I said, we'll be hoping to get you know twenty to thirty guys involved in this. Um, Bedabor is absolutely a Space Marine-centric uh, narrative campaign. It'll be the first one that Trident has run, um, hopefully not the last. Uh, 
So obviously everybody out there who's got a Space Marine army uh, will be invited to come join us. Um, the Battle Boar specifically does have, oh, let me see. It's like, I want to say 14 or so Space Marine chapters off the yeah. top of my head that are actually involved. Um, <clears throat> you do not have to be painted up in the style of one of those armies to participate. Uh, it's awfully cool if you are. Uh, I know we've got at least a couple guys who, who do have an actual visual representation of one of those chapters who will be playing. You're looking uh, at two of those motherfuckers right here. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? Um, but, you you know, you will, like, primarily we'll be looking for Space Marine players. We will be allowing rules from all, both, like, the, the Space Marine Codex, but also the, the Index Dark Angels, Black Templars, Blood Angels, Space Wolves. Uh, those will all be allowed as well. Um, but everybody who signs up will have to also sign up as a Battle War chapter that they are representing. Um, so that, you know, we are, for narrative purposes, kind of crafting that sort of thing. You'll obviously be able to sign up as either the Loyalists or the Secessionists. Um, we won't be using any epic characters or epic heroes from any of the books. Uh, just trying to keep the narrative nice and clean. You, of course, like uh, Bill has mentioned there, uh, we, we do have a full set of the Bat of War characters that you'll be able to use. Uh, and I promise that they're exciting. Um, so they'll they'll be available. And we will, and this is kind of where the, the little caveat comes in, we will be allowing a few other armies into the campaign in small numbers. So if you don't have a Space Marine army, don't fret. There might still be a way for you to get in on this one. Uh, for one, we will be taking in some Imperial Guard armies uh, if they want to participate, because, of course, those are very much represented in the narrative. Yep. Uh, we'll be allowing some uh, Knight or Chaos Knight armies to be represented as well, possibly, uh, if people are interested in signing up with that. And we will also potentially be allowing a little bit of Chaos Space Marine in there, too, including, you know, like Thousand Sun World Eater Death Guard. Um, all of these are, are kind of caveats that we're going to be adding into the narrative or that are, are part of the narrative, I should say. Um, but again, the focus is on Space Marines for this particular campaign. Uh, I promise you we will do a, a no Space Marine campaign at some later date. Um, but for our first one, this is one that's been on the on the docket for a long time. So this is, this is one we're, we're going to be uh, rolling with and uh, we're very excited to get going with. So... Uh, that's just a, a little preview of what you'll be able to sign up with. I'm excited already. <laughs> I really am. Uh, it's it, it's going to be good. Uh, I know just throwing around some uh, ideas earlier today with uh, Scott and then talking with uh, the enabler, a.k.a. Dustin, about, hey, like what? how could we make this extra cool for immersion and everything else? And I... I will definitely be pushing ahead. Like we want to make it neat. Um, we're going to be setting up like it'll be a league style campaign um, to make things extra cool. We're going to probably end up having 3D printed battle barges to represent our fleets, and it'll be kind of something that uh, Scott and I will like micromanage on the side. But we'll have pictures of updates where the fleets are engaging at certain points in the sector. And to also that'll represent our matchups. Uh, just to add that little extra layer of cool. Uh, so I, yeah, I am stoked I for that. You, you were uh, talking about getting some maps out, yeah? Yeah, get get a little maps using some of that sweet uh, Planetary Empire uh, tiles as our systems. And then, yeah, having the 3D printed battle barges moving in. 
I, th- I think there's just a lot of uh, opportunity here to um, get deep into the immersion. I, I know like mm-hmm. the original books uh, that were done by uh, the one and only uh, Alan Bly, who obviously was the grandpappy of heresy. He did such a good job on this. We, we want to jump into it. We want to pay homage to that. Uh, we also want to put a new spin on it so we can, um, you know, keep everything rolling, keep it fresh, keep it fun. Uh, you know, if you ever want to go hardcore historical and redo the beta with uh, the original rules, by all means, it's just we wanted to jump into uh, new, bust up the new and shiny. So uh, it's well, and really, exciting like, times. Uh, I could not suggest enough uh, the original Imperial Armor Battle War books one and two. If somebody did want to faithfully remake, you know, a firstborn Bata Bor campaign, those books, like, they do it better than, I mean, frankly, they're doing it better than we can, but they've got a few more resources. Um, (laughs) But uh, uh, if you want to run that kind of campaign, I cannot recommend those books enough. They are spectacular. The art in them is spectacular. The lore is spectacular. Um, and we will be drawing upon them heavily, including providing uh, people involved in this campaign with uh, a lot of that uh, lore and art that is coming directly from those books to help kind of whet your guys' appetite and give you guys some insight into these these chapters that have been so fleshed out that you guys will be participating as. Uh, and the characters as well, of course. Uh, and the narrative itself that we're creating with the missions and, and the, the campaign that we're running is very heavily leaning upon that original fluff. So, you know, but if somebody is saying, well, yeah, but they really don't like, you know, new Space Marines as much. They don't love the, the addition of Primaris and Gravis and all this kind of stuff uh, to uh, an older narrative like that. That's just fine. <clears throat> but those original Bad Up War books are spectacular for running a Firstborn, you know, or Horus Heresy style campaign. The one we are running will be based entirely off of the new Space Marine book. Um, one of the main things that, you know, I've worked on to kind of make this as accessible as possible for guys is that for this campaign, you will only need two things. You will need your codex, uh, and you will need the crusade rules document that we will be giving you. You will not need anything else. You don't need five ninth edition crusade books, um, that or, or documents that you need to reference for a million little things. You don't need the crusade rules from any of the old ninth edition books. You don't even need the crusade rules in the current 10th edition space Marine book. Um, some of those have been incorporated into what we have created, but you, you literally just need your regular match play codex kind of stuff like your data sheets and whatnot and your detachments. And then we'll give you a crusade document, uh, which is not short, <laughs> but uh, but it's the only reference you'll need. So this will be uh, nicely encapsulated in that way and, and hopefully reasonably uh, accessible, despite the fact that narrative, of course, is a, a deeper system with a, a little bit more going on in it. Yeah, absolutely. I know just even talking uh, some of the boys in the weekend, Dan's like, oh, uh, Cullen doesn't have his Leviathan chassis, like... You know, later on, he, you know, becomes interred into a dreadnought. And I was like, well, if you actually, you know, we have a crusade system in place. I said, there's an opportunity. If your guy does die, you can put him into a dreadnought. And true. he was pretty it's fucking true. excited yep. after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he that was, was pumped. That so. was actually, it's funny because that was actually one of the, literally the last things that I even thought of um, when I was putting the pack together. It was like. You know what? It is really cool if I could use the rules to kind of create that kind of mechanism where you could 
dreadnoughtify a character, um, you know, if the right conditions arose. Um, I don't know how much that rule will get used. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, again, like this is kind of the fun part of of uh, having a new narrative system, even though, like I said, it is very much structured off the ninth edition crusade system, um, <clears throat> is that, you know, we, we kind of got to play it to find out how things are going to go, how guys are going to uh, create their own stories within the confines of this campaign. <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. I, I know just from talking with some of the other uh, fellow successionists, uh, we're pretty hell bent on rewriting history. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna bring Bill here is already bring the law recruiting. Oh yeah, well uh, we, we've got people who are hyped. You know, interested. also yeah. What else are you gonna do? We were in uh, Victoria <laughs> for a heresy event, and on downtime, we're talking fucking space marines and beta up. So it well, there's uh, became a, a thing. I guess I guess I can't exactly. Uh, get on your case about spilling the beans when yeah you're stuck in victoria with a bunch of heresy guys what else are you going to talk about i get it he was like hey uh, yeah, you guys want to something that's really fucking cool <laughs> as uh bill is is noting there so um bill will be uh, bill and i will be captaining the two sides of this campaign both the loyalist and the uh well i'm just gonna i'm just gonna call them traitor side i know secessionist whatever uh, we all know where how Horus or uh, how uh, Huron ended up. Uh, yeah. So you know, pretty traitorous if you ask me. But yeah, Bill will be running the secessionist team, and I'll I'll be running the loyalist team. Um, and like I said, by the time you're getting this this uh, podcast, the uh, the sign up should already be popping up for you guys to jump on this if you are interested. Uh, so you can sign up with us. Of course, I do have to throw out the caveat there that if you know the nature of such a campaign with two sides is that we do have to try to balance the players. Uh, so if you sign up as one, depending on exactly how things all shake out, we may need to shuffle people around to make sure the teams are even. Um, so, I, you know, I I feel like our our goal here uh, or our, our protocol for doing that uh, will be that. If you have a Space Marine army that is quite literally painted as a certain chapter, then you're going to get first dibs on playing as that chapter. Now, multiple people can play as a chapter, including people who aren't even painted in those colors. But it just means that everybody who actually is literally representing with their models a given chapter, you're going to get dibs to jump on the team that you belong at, belong with. After that, obviously, we'll have other people signing up. And like I said... You don't have to be painted in certain colors, but you will have to choose a chapter that you are playing as to represent for the narrative purposes of the campaign. Those are the folks that I'm telling you right now. Hopefully, ideally, everybody gets their picks and everybody's happy. But if it turns out that we have 15 people jump on and they all want to play Astral Claws because you guys are all a bunch of Huron simps, well, if I've only got 10 loyalists, some of you are going to have to come over to the light side and join me and you know we'll work from there uh but you know we'll see we'll see how it all shakes out uh you guys will get to see all the rules ahead of time uh both the uh campaign rules and the character rules which i'm sure will in influence at least a few people's decisions oh yeah uh, absolutely <laughs> but that is what it is uh and then of course like i said we'll have hopefully actually i'm, I'm really actually very hopeful that we'll have <clears throat> a couple of imperial guard and knight players step up to kind of add that uh add that flavor to this because like they were like these are things that are armies that are relevant to the narrative uh, and i think they can have a, still have a lot of fun uh involved in this campaign so yeah absolutely 
Um, I just want to throw a quick PSA as well uh, for people who are thinking about jumping in or looking at all these different chapters as we're talking about it. If you're like, oh, hey, I really want to play Star Phantoms and their color scheme looks so cool and the chapter icon's awesome, but I don't know where to get them. Uh, Scumbag Custom does a lot of beta uh, decals. Uh, also, if you know anybody uh, sitting on Space Marine Imperial Aeronautica boxes, uh, those uh, those kits actually came with Star Phantom decals in them. Hey, there you go. So just just throwing it out there. If you are looking for uh, for decals, that's where I would hit. I will put a link in the description as well, so you can uh, check that out at your leisure and cool. hopefully score yourself some sweet decals to represent the factions that you all want to play and love. Um, yeah, I would say. Just in general, if you're looking for Space Marine related anything, uh, but especially, you know, iconography, decals, uh, stuff like that, bits, stuff like that, just just hit up Bill in his, his inbox, uh, drop into his DMs, and uh, I'm sure he knows a guy. So I may. I may. <laughs> I, I do agree. Star Phantoms do look awesome. Uh, I do love their chapter symbol, and I kind of wish, actually, that I did have a Star Phantoms army, because uh, if I were to go back in time, I actually might do them. I think that they're real sharp. Look, yeah. But I actually think a lot of the... Uh, I mean, this was part of what actually made Badab so big, is not even just uh, the fact that, you know, suddenly we had this huge, cool campaign, uh, which was basically Horus Heresy 2.0, as far as, as far as the actual lore is concerned. Not that it was on that scale, but the amount of lore that we got yeah. uh, and, and the amount of effort that Forge World put into this. Um, but like, like just visually, a lot of the chapters involved uh, were really, really cool. Like cool look wise, cool rules wise, uh, cool in their, in their individual stories and more. Um, you know, obviously Bill, you play executioners. I play minotaurs. We were both smitten with at least one of these chapters. I was smitten with actually several. Yeah. I knew guys, and I'm sure you know some guys who played these armies years and years and years ago because they saw these books and were like, that there, it's not going to be space holes. It's not going to be ultramarines. It's not going to be whatever. It's going to be this. Yeah. Actually, before we started into our, uh, spiral into madness known as Horus heresy, uh, we actually were playing the campaign and we were rocking out those actual chapters. I was Nova Marines back in the day. And then I slowly started to gravitate to the executioners as I was reading the lore. I was like, these guys are hardcore. Like you don't fuck around yep. honor above all. And, uh, I, I definitely just, yeah, I was digging the way that they uh, played out in the lore and just the character and the whole motif. So I, uh, I jumped in wholeheartedly and, uh, after a little while, we ended up gravitating towards Horus Heresy, and next thing I know, 10 plus years of my life was gone. Uh, but yeah. we're here now, and uh, we're jumping back into... <laughs> looking looking to right ancient wrongs. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And to be honest, you were actually correct. Um, as far as like the lore goes, this is like the second second biggest like Civil War kind of thing that the Imperium was caught up in, uh, with like as, as many chapters that were involved anyways. Yeah, uh, cause... and it's and it's genuinely really cool. So yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, and like I said, I'm my my greatest hope is that we do actually manage to rope in, you know, some of the guys who, you know, even some people who don't get their space marines out all that often, yeah. who maybe have something sitting on the shelf that is a bad app chapter. I would love to see some 
uh, gorgeous badav armies on the table for this campaign. And also, you know, I, there's people out there who, especially guys who get their stuff together real quick, are are very talented builders and painters who maybe are, you know, thinking about starting or just starting a Space Marine army. This is your cue to kick that into overdrive and get going with us here because this is a great, uh, a great uh, reason for you to, to get get those guys painted up and, and on the table. Um, and I know for sure that at least, like I said, Bill, I know you know a few guys too who who have bad up armies who are salivating at being able to put them on the table in a narrative sense yeah. and get their executioners, their astral claws, their red scorpions. Uh, I'm sure. Let like let's address the elephant in the room. I am sure that there is somebody who has some space sharks, some carcharodons who have not seen enough table time lately. Um, the carcharodons will ride again, undoubtedly. Well, always a super cool chapter to hear about. So absolutely, uh, I'd like to uh, recreate the red hour. Come at me, hit <laughs> okay. me up. So, well, um, maybe maybe that will happen. Who knows? Maybe. Right? You never know. We're rewriting history, though. It might not happen. The the eyebrows are bouncing for our podcast listeners right now. So, um, yeah. So, and literally, like right now, I'm already the last kind of step of this is putting together the uh, the missions and and the narrative for this side of things, which is what I'm working on currently. Um, like I said, by the time this this episode drops, uh, all pretty much all the information should be out and available to you guys. Um, we're very much looking forward to hearing about. Uh, who wants to jump in on this and get involved. And like I said, this will be our very first Trident campaign that we are running. Um, like I said, again, it, it's very focused, I know, on Space Marines, but uh, if everything goes well here, we do want to run more campaigns in the future. Um, I'm hopeful, especially because we are so early in the edition. It's kind of one of the things that gets a little bit in the way of running Crusade stuff is that there is only you know a small number of codexes out right now. Um, but I'm hoping that you know by middle... To late next year once we've got you know six to eight to ten who knows how many codexes come out a lot more armies are going to have a little bit more fleshed out rules um 10th edition is already shaping up uh, quite well compared to the state that it was in like say july when it dropped um and i know crusade and narrative styles tend to uh muss about with the rules a lot uh, just from a gameplay aspect so i'm hopeful that you know with another six months or more of of gw working on their own game will be able to run campaigns middle to late next year that you know can incorporate a lot more armies uh without having to worry about it getting too wild um but like i said this one won't be focused on primarily space marines and we're we're actually very happy to be doing that but we also want to be involving more people and we definitely will absolutely uh, just down the line. absolutely and uh, the the big thing uh to take away from all this is uh, with the narrative spin and using these uh, new fleshed out uh, custom characters, uh, Rule of Cool is definitely going to be the focus. Uh, we, we really want to have fun with it. We want to lean into that narrative. If you want to go with the extra mile, um, Baron of Dice has a 20% off sale right now. And he has a huge selection of Beta Boar Chapter Dice that you can also check out. So I would uh, highly recommend that. I've got... A couple packs of executioner dice that I purchased for myself just for this uh, wonderful event, and I know uh, I know Dustin also ordered himself some astral claw <laughs> dice. So it's just it's starting to spiral and get uh, pretty wild. So um, well, I know. I mean, I've heard. I don't want to. I don't want to put him in a <clears throat> put him out there too much. But I, I hear Dustin will be 
doing some extra cool stuff for uh, for the campaign as well, and yes, occasionally might be able to be convinced to do extra cool stuff for some other people too. So it's true. see how that all shakes out. It's see how true. that shakes out because uh, I know one thing for sure that we will see um, with uh, with Badab here and and the characters and everything is that I'm sure there will be some people making some new character models uh, to represent their they're bad up war characters. Um, I guess a little aside there. So for the campaign, like I said, we are updating all the bad up war characters to 10th edition. They'll have uh, GW style data sheets available for you guys to use. Uh, if anybody has the old models, absolutely legal to use for this, for this campaign. However, we expect that many of you don't, uh, they're hard to come by nowadays and, you know, maybe some have been lost to time. So, uh, we will be allowing people to make custom models to represent their bad aboard, uh, epic heroes. Um, you guys can touch base with us about that. It, we do have some rules about it, but, yeah. uh, hopefully we'll be seeing some, what I think will be very cool custom models coming out from some guys, Absolutely, uh, which is always awesome when we can get that kind of hobby engagement as well. Absolutely. And if you have original models, but you want them to be grand and new and hashtag true scaled, uh, reach out, let me know. I can put you in touch with the 3D resin daddy and he can make all your wildest dreams come true. True. I've seen it. I've seen it for myself. So that's right. <coughs> but I guess, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave the beta news there for now. Uh, just mm -hmm. so everyone's excited and hot and bothered. check out the tax. That's right. Check it all out. Hit us up. Uh, yeah. Let us know. Hit us up in the comments. Just yeah. Jump in. Um, if you've been sitting on the fence, pull the trigger. Yep. There will be a, like, uh, we'd love Like I said, we'd love to get 20 or 30 guys, but there will be a limit to how many we can do yeah. period. Right. Absolutely. Uh, there's just only so much room that we can fit in this campaign. So, um, you know, we'll probably be doing kind of a first come first serve sort of thing. Um, if you're signing up with a non space Marine army, there is a limited number of spots as well. So make sure that you're jumping out on it real quick. Um, but also, you know, it is a narrative campaign. So the standard caveat applies. This is not just a regular league. If you're signing up, make sure you've read everything and that you are committed to participating yeah. because more than just regular leagues and stuff or one day events, um, a campaign really, really does uh, thrive on having everyone who's involved be involved. I'm not saying you can't ever miss a game. Ideally, you don't, though, uh, that you can be able to participate. It's only going to be five rounds plus the RTT at the end. So you want to make yeah. sure that you're able to do that. And like I said, we're going to be running, you know, early next year, three months. So kind of January through April-ish. Um, again, by the time this uh, comes out, we'll be doing the sign-up and you'll have exact dates. Um, we're kind of nailing that down right now in the distant past of Millennium 40, uh, where we are currently existing in a warp dilated field. <clears throat> but anyhow, as Bill said, uh, we'll leave that off for now, and you guys can touch base with us in the far future, grim dark as it is. Um, but I think there was another topic we wanted to dive into, which is a also a little retro, and that's to jump back uh, to the past and talk about Hallowtide. Yay! That's right. Uh, there was the Hallowtide RTT that uh, yep. we hosted not too long ago. It was uh, pretty legit Halloween themed, which was always cool. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I did not step on my master <laughs> possession and yeah. feel like a bag of shit all day because I actually got good sleep and it was 
It was nice. <laughs> yeah, you were you, comparatively you were fresh as fresh as a baby this time. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, things went off great this year. Uh, way better than last year, really. Not to say it was bad, but it was just a much bigger event this year. We, this year's twist on the RTT was the Highlander style. So that's uh, forcing players to only ever take a single uh, instance of every given data sheet within their army. You can take no doubles of a data sheet unless uh, there was the little workaround that, of course, like for battle line units, if you took all one of each of your battle line units, you could then take a second um but like honestly I, i'm trying to remember i think the only people who even leaned on that were gray knights there were a couple of gray knight players who ended up bringing two terminator squads instead of one and of course Votan. <laughs> as we had to uh had as we had to actually errata <laughs> the votan because uh they literally don't have uh, i worked this out with ryan uh they votan literally do not have enough data sheets to do a 2000 point highlander style army they cap out. I think I pushed them up to just over 1,700 to take at least one of everything plus two Hearthguard. Um, yeah, it was it was not good. So we had to allow them to take two of everything, but they had to take one of everything first uh, <laughs> to make them work. But anyhow, we had a full house, a big full house, because we also had uh, Andy's bolt action going on that That's day. That's true, yeah. Uh, big bolt action event with his gorgeous tables. Um, just incredible uh, visually appealing stuff. Um, and the event was three rounds, just all on a Saturday. It was also, uh, Aiden tried to try to remember Aiden Volmer's birthday. Uh, my birthday was the next day. We were all in various states of, uh, a good time pretty much all day. <laughs> and then of course, uh, the event itself went off great. So yeah, no, it really did. I, I know I was on deck as a ringer trying to get my stuff ready to go with my Jukari and I was bringing units that I have not played yet in 10th uh, to try and kind of <laughs> yeah. make that work and I was like okay we'll see how this works I was like oh only one unit of Scourge and only one Ravager I'm like fuck what am I going to do because uh, my army is like in triplicate of the yep. good shit <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, it was interesting uh, to make the army I never ended up actually busting it out uh, but no, okay. we, uh, we ended there. up doing okay, doing okay on the the ringer side of things. That's like the Highlander style is uh, near and dear to me. I actually think it's very fun, and in in a lot of ways, um, it can be very good to make the game uh, more externally balanced. Um, not always, but for a lot of books, especially because you know sometimes you have books that are oppressive, but they're oppressive because they are spamming a couple of overtuned data sheets. Um, now, sometimes we also get books like uh, 40k Eldari, where they actually have tons of good data sheets, and they're more than happy to just use one of each. Um, but traditionally, in the past, you know, GW has more often than not, when they've screwed up with balance, it's been, you know, a relatively limited number of data sheets. And so limiting everybody to one of each has actually been sometimes good uh, for external balance. Right now, it's kind of a bit of both. Uh, like you mentioned, there are some armies like Drukhari who are really struggling, um, <laughs> but they tend to lean very heavily on their very small number of data sheets, which are good. And this unfortunate this style, the Highlander style, unfortunately, actually kind of hurts them. Um, but it does, it, no matter what, it makes for a very interesting day because people are nowhere near as sure about their matchups as they normally are. Because oh, you're true. seeing units you're not used to seeing, you're not being able to play with an army that you're used to playing with, uh, and like sometimes it can turn things on its head, and it can actually make 
make you play with things that you wouldn't normally think. And I'm not just talking about units. I'm, I'm also talking about for Space Marines and for Tyranids, playing with some some different uh, detachments, maybe, or different enhancements. Yeah. Um, so I think I got a lot of positive feedback through the day about guys who were um, doing things that they weren't used to doing and, and having success with it or having brutal failure with it. Um, but it was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, there's some good upsets in there too. Um, yeah. the, the young guy with the Imperial Guard uh, army. Yeah, Gabriel. I can't get, was that his name? Gabriel, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, kind of like really fresh first time into the event and he was he was taking names, man. That guy was yeah. having a blast. Yeah. So, he, he he ended up going three and zero on the day. He had yeah. a, he had a great time. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty so, pretty sweet to see, especially uh, yeah. like if there was ever a format to jump in and just you know roll dice and have fun. A Highlander definitely looked like a good time. There was a lot of yeah. laughs uh, and a lot of a lot of cheers when you, saw, you definitely saw some upsets happen. Like you're like, oh, this guy's a really good player. You know, oh, we'll see how the match goes, and then he ends up losing or gets getting tanked. You're like, oh fuck! Like it was pretty wild. Yeah, so, it was. Uh, I had my eyes, uh, especially on uh, that first round matchup uh, of of Gabriel playing his Imperial Guard and uh, Dave Crookshank. Oh yeah, um, yeah, playing his orcs because uh, or partially like I I had talked with Gabriel ahead of time and he seemed like a real nice guy. I'd just first time meeting him, and I know Dave is one of the coolest guys you can meet in the in the uh, city here. Um, so I figured they'd have, you know, they'd, they'd have a good game, but also, you know, Imperial Guard versus Orcs, that's kind of a, a neat matchup, which you don't see a whole lot of right now because Imperial Guard aren't super common and Orcs actually maybe aren't super common either, even if they are competitively a little bit more viable. Uh, and Dave had some of his awesome new Orc armies added in uh, or Orc units added in from uh, his big win from the uh, the, the pack from... Uh, the 40 hours of pay that he won yeah uh, so i'm like oh this has just got a whole lot and then of course like this is also something for for viewers to picture in their head i think dave is give or take uh three times gabriel's physical size um so looking at the table was hilarious too because <laughs> it was probably the biggest guy in the place versus the smallest guy in the place so i just was watching that and of course yeah gabriel ended up set up getting the upset there because i know dave's a spectacular player as well yeah um, and that was just the first of many kind of, I'm like, wow, uh, I didn't expect that to happen kind of games uh, that we had throughout the day. Um, I know, I think at the end, I'm, I'm doing this from memory here, so I'm pretty sure it was four guys who actually ended up uh, going 3-0 and um, because we had, a, a like I think, a full 30, 32 people uh, yeah. playing and only three rounds, so you get quite a few of undefeateds, and Gabriel was in there, and... Uh, Josh Stapleton with his Eldar and Scott Fox uh, winning or not winning, uh, finishing second. I know with his Tyranids, yeah. uh, but Scott Fox did win Best Painted with some gorgeous Tyranid models. Uh, and then uh, Kieran, Kieran Trimby, uh, winning it all with uh, his Grey Knights, actually finishing on top of the competitive ladder there. So we had a nice uh, spread uh, of armies and some armies who don't necessarily win a lot of events as well in there. Um, some, like I said, I remember. Uh, doing the painting judging there in the middle of the day and talking to you and Arthur and a few other guys as well. And we were pretty close on a couple armies too. We had some pretty uh, gorgeous armies out to play. Uh, Scott Fox ended up, you know, just getting that little little edge to take the win. Um, but there were multiple uh, gorgeous armies on display and, and neat armies, like I said, because yeah. they're Highlander armies. So uh, no, no repeating units, right? So these armies look had very distinct looks to them, which was cool as well. 
Yeah, it's true. It, it, it definitely, uh, it was definitely cool to see. And yeah, we we did max out uh, attendance for the events. It, it was wall to wall in there, which is always nice to see. Uh, and obviously, the venue was top notch as always, with the uh, bar being open and then having the provided lunch uh, that you have come to know and love from all of our events. Um, yeah, yeah o- overall, like super positive. It was a blast. Um, the the I guess the tickets or the tokens when you were winning your games, uh, being able to exchange for candy. You know, people were pretty down for that as well. Uh, I, I myself swiped an O Henry or two just to crush that because yep. uh, O Henrys are delicious. So, what what Bill's mentioning there is the uh, the other Hallow Tide mechanic, which is that every year I make sure there's tons of candy you can win throughout the day. Uh, just like last year, we had no problem moving that stuff along. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's that Halloween theme for you. So, and uh, like I said, the other thing there was also the uh, uh, as mentioned bolt action going on, kind of capping off each row of tables where where Andy had each of his. Uh, uh, it was D Day that was the uh, was scenario, right? Yeah, he was doing that, and uh, those tables, like I said, blew everything else away. It was awesome to be able to walk down the rows. And uh, just, you know, TOing and watching the 40k games. And then at the end of each line, sure enough, there's this this awesome bolt action game going on. And they seemed like they had a ton of fun through the day. So They did, for sure. It was like a big wrap-up to the uh, Slow Gorg League that he was running. And this was like, a yeah, big D-Day uh, themed battle. Uh, so he had actual three, three tables that were set up for like uh, D-Day Juno Beach kind of Operation Overlord style. And then as the matches progressed, uh, some of the D-Day Beach tables went away. And then inland-style tables got set up. Um, And then the players had different objectives and whatnot that they had to play on. Uh, But Andy spent like a couple months getting all the bunkers and the uh, hedgehogs and just all the uh, boats and everything put in. Like, he was working like a madman. And, And honestly, like, the... The end result was phenomenal. It just it blew so many people away. There was even some of the patrons that were coming checking it out too, because like this is stuff that like 40k tables they have their own look, but when you when you have this all in style like real historical legit tables set up like that, it it just it has a totally different feel to it, and yeah. it like it's stuff that you can literally look at and be like, oh, I know exactly what's going on here. And because you've seen well, it in a history book or in a movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Bill and I have had the, the privilege of watching Andy work on this over the last uh, literally months, um, yeah. both the terrain and the scenarios and all that stuff. And it was really cool to see the payoff of all the work that he's done um, for that that event and for the Bolt Action League in general. Uh, I know yeah. it was a, a huge undertaking on his part, but uh, you got to give him top arcs for everything and they had a, a wicked good event there too so it was it was a real cool mixer um yeah. and uh <laughs> looking forward to seeing how it progresses next year yeah absolutely. so uh, that was awesome um oh i just want to add also a big shout to uh, jason hatfield and uh, uh dusty for uh, helping out with terrain as well um i know collectively you guys all brought stuff together and really made it really made the event shine and uh yeah I, I i can't say enough good things about it it was it was legit so yeah yeah it was awesome um speaking uh as we're kind of getting to the end here and wrapping things up yeah um 
speaking of mixers, uh, oh, one yeah. kind of item on our to come list uh, coming up uh, December 9th uh, that we want to make sure everybody is hearing about is we will be hosting a bit of a Trident mixer, uh, Trident Christmas mixer, in fact, uh, that we will be hosting at our usual digs at the Fraternal Order of Eagles December 9th. Uh, Bill, you want to throw some details there? I definitely can. Uh, so like Scott mentioned, it is on December 9th. It's going to be starting at 3 p.m., uh, kicking off with a Bits Bazaar slash kind of soiree where uh, if you've ever gone to some of the local bit swaps that we have around the city, uh, same thing. There's going to be tables and stuff set up for everybody to come hawk your wares, uh, buy, sell, trade, whatever you want to do. And then around 5.30, that's kind of going to wrap up. Huh? But bit swap with beer. Well, yes, with beer. Yes, with beer this and is, with pub food if is, you really want to hit it. Yeah. This is a this is an important thing to that's keep true. in mind with beer. Help you get those uh, good trades off there. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah, like hey, I'll buy this for twenty bucks. I'll trade you this, and I'll buy you a beer. It's probably the best goddamn deal you ever. There had. you go. So we're facilitating. Um, we are doing a food drive with it as well. Uh, so yes. uh, overall, tickets are going to be thirty bucks, and that is going to net you a, uh, a steak or chicken dinner, and. Uh, we encourage you to bring out your significant other, wives, kids, family, um, fellow friends that you game with. We want to get as many people coming out to this as possible. Um, but if you want to just do the Bits Bazaar, you don't have to buy a ticket, although we would ask that you bring a food item donation for the uh, food drive because uh, it's always good to give back as well to the community. And then, yeah, dinner will start at about 6. We'll do our thing. And then there's going to be a trivia night with uh, some yep. little door uh, prizes and stuff for the trivia. Uh, yep. which would be super cool. It'll encompass uh, trivia questions from multiple systems just to really kind of crunch your brain and see how well do you know tabletop <laughs> and then yeah. kind of shut it down around probably nine or whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah, we'll, yeah party, it, we'll party as long as we got people to party with. That's exactly it. And uh, obviously yeah. there's going to be the uh, bar service the whole time we're doing our thing. Um, might do a little spiel just to, you know, recap the year as well like it's it's been a yes. phenomenal year for trident and we want to share that with everybody uh so definitely well, and, check the link in the description for that yes and like to add to that like that's uh, you know that i think we really want to touch on is that is ultimately the the uh, driving force behind us wanting to do this uh event is that in the process of running you know all these trident events we have over the last year or two uh and not just you know uh, doing events with the people we know, but meeting new people, getting to know people we kind of knew better, uh, making friends of acquaintances and acquaintances out of strangers. Um, we've kind of really been impressed uh, by just the incredible depth of the community in the city. Um, not just tied to 40K, uh, tied to Bolt Action, tied to AOS, tied to all of these games. And that was kind of one thing. We know that December is not a great event month. It's not a great event month for us either. We all get busy with the holidays. Um, but one thing that we really wanted to do is provide something where people in this community can get together um, and just kind of be able to enjoy uh, a nice dinner and an evening uh, together. Uh, that's kind of what that season's all about. Uh, you guys are, in a way, an extended family for Trident. Uh, and we kind of just want to keep growing that. So uh, getting together Saturday, December 9th, uh, like Bill said, we have a free bit swap. You guys can come in. You don't have to buy anything to do that. Um, we'll have lots and lots of space. Hopefully see lots of you guys out. 
and then we'll be doing the dinner. And and as he says, really important thing with the dinner is that you guys are more than welcome and in fact encouraged to bring significant others out, uh, kids out, uh, family, friends, whomever. Um, you know, bring the people who make up your life outside of the hobby. Um, you know, like I said, we'll have more than a few options. Again, all that info is in the link. We've got a package there for you where you can check it out um, and just be able to kind of mix and mingle with other people from the community, your friends, and maybe like like us, maybe you'll meet some new people or get to know some people a little better. We just want to see all your faces. And uh, really, as mentioned, one of the, the big core things here with this being a community-focused fo event is that we are doing that food drive for the city, uh, Edmonton Food Bank. Uh, in the pack, there is a link uh, that leads directly to them. Uh, they obviously are more than happy to take cash donations as well. And there is a link that shows items of particular need. Um, you don't obviously have to bring things off that list. Anything you can give is welcome. Um, but we will be collecting for that. And we would love for you guys to bring out as much as you can for that. And then uh, we'll cap it off once we've all had a few drinks and a dinner with some trivia. We will have uh, 40K trivia, AOS trivia, Horace Heresy trivia, hobby trivia. Um, we've got a whole bunch of them coming your way. Uh, hopefully you guys will be liquored enough to get a few of them wrong and some prizes awarded for that. Uh, and then we can all take a nice break for the holidays before getting right back at it in January. I couldn't say it better myself. I know. That's why I'm here. That's right. Not just a pretty face. <laughs> you so, certainly are a pretty face, though. Oh, so thank you. And yeah, so like I said, we will be coming back at you with plenty more action uh, on the beta war front. Yeah. Uh, we also will be doing an episode pretty soon here, recapping some of the other events we've uh, not hosted but been to lately. As soon as we can wrangle up all these players, uh, schedules are always, as with any sort of game system, scheduling is the number one uh, enemy. So it is. It is. That's kind of our issue there, but uh, we'll be coming back at you with that. We've got more AOS content in the line uh, coming up for, for podcasts here. We've got some more Horse Heresy stuff kind of, you know, our podcast bin is pretty diverse the next couple it of weeks. Kind of cool. Um, and then, of course, we'll be bringing you a little bit more content uh, in December regarding not just these topics, but also some of that community stuff. Uh, and we do really hope to see you guys all out on the 9th. And uh, yeah. Thanks for coming out and hanging out with us tonight. And I expect that more than a few of you will uh, catch me on the inbox side of things uh, real soon here. So awesome. Yeah. Catch you all later. Have a good night. Did you plug the Patreon? We need to plug the Patreon.